Well, Blake Coleman in the Flames absolutely rolled over the Oilers on Saturday. And I'm here to tell you about it. Let's get into it. Welcome into the Armchair GM podcast. Uh, unfortunately, Chris can't join us today, uh, so I'm here solo. Uh, I'm uh, going on vacation soon. Um, I'm actually leaving right away in, in about an hour's time, and uh, Chris doesn't get off work. Uh, but I wanted to get something in before I leave, considering I will not be back before the trade deadline, unfortunately. Um, so I don't think I'll be able to talk about any trades until such time as I get back. Um, but here we are. Let's talk about that absolute barn burner of a game between the Flames and the Oilers the other day. Um, like Blake Coleman completely ran McDavid's show, and so did Rasmus Anderson. Um, it, it was absolutely great to see. Don't see it very often, but it's it's nice when the Flames can actually come up with a really good effort against the, the Oilers because the Oilers have been kind of destroying the Flames over the last you know couple of years, ever since the playoffs uh, in 2022. But uh, this game started off really, really well. Uh, Walker Dewar, Walker Dewar, who actually probably had his best game of the season actually definitely had his best game of the season um you know he set up Kadri for an absolutely beautiful tip uh really quick into the game honestly um it was only about two minutes in and i just want to talk about walker Dewar walker Dewar really quickly he uh has really struggled this year I think a lot of Flames fans, myself included, had a lot of positive things to say about him after last season. I had really high hopes for him this season. I think everybody else did as well. Um, unfortunately, he hasn't really lived up to that. But we also have to remember he is kind of a fourth-line guy. Um, I thought that he might be able to break out of that to be to begin the year, but he really hasn't. And it's just nice to see him actually getting back to being a effective fourth line guy. Cause it's been a while, honestly. Um, and his last two games have been really good. Anyways, he set up Kadri for that absolutely beautiful goal. Um, and yeah, it was really nice to see. And Pospisil was also, you know, Pospisil scored and, and Zari was all over the place. That line, the, the Kadri Pospisil, uh, Zari line has been absolutely insane for the Flames. Um, just so great to see the kids actually coming out to play. Um, you know, they, they have been ever since they've been called up, like they haven't really taken a game off and they've really been helping Kadri uh, get back to his game that he kind of suffered from after the all-star break last season and to start this season. And now he's, you know, 
as much as I've said in this podcast several times and online, you know, a million times, I'm not a huge Kadri fan, but he is actually showing the Kadri that we thought we were getting, like that Brad Tree Living thought he was getting when he signed him at least. Um, and again, it's been so great to see. And all it took was a couple of young guys to really help him break out of it. And it's just been so fun. Um, let's talk about that Zach Hyman goal who, uh, you know, well, both both of the Edmonton goals were from Zach Hyman, but let's talk about the, the one where Dreisaitl drove the net and uh, Oliver Shillington, who I want to get into a little bit later, but Oliver Shillington kind of like slightly nudged him into the goalie. And like, I thought the, the refs kind of let a whole bunch of stuff go in this game that they probably shouldn't have. But this is kind of where it started. Um, because Dreisaitl drove the net and absolutely leveled, like leveled Dan Vladar, who played really well in this game. And he kind of ran right into him. But even though Oliver Shillington kind of nudged him in a little bit, he still didn't really move his skates uh, or, or angle his legs or try to stop or anything. He just drove right into Dan Vladar and took him right out. And that is like as obvious as goaltender in interference as I can ever remember. Um, again, the refs were bad for both sides, just like they always are. But, uh, you know, there it is. That goal probably should, well, the goal shouldn't have been called off, but the whistle, like the whistle should have gone long before the goal happened in my opinion, especially since Dan Vladar was on his back and holding his head for a solid three or four seconds. Like the, the refs should have called that. Um, now they didn't. And then he was able to get back in time to set for the shot that he couldn't save. So I kind of get it, but it also just doesn't really make sense. Frustrating to say the least. Um. There were several times throughout this game where Rasmus Anderson really wasn't doing all that much and and was taking penalties for really not doing that much. Like McDavid was trying to get into Anderson's grill all the time and kept you no know, shoving his face into uh, shoving his glove with in, into his face and all that type of stuff. And Anderson was trying his best to ignore it and was taking roughing calls and stuff like that just because he happened to be there while McDavid was being a little bitch. And, uh, you know, that's just kind of how it goes when you're playing against McDavid, I guess. Um, but you'll also take, you know, as, as good as Rasmus Anderson is, you'll take McDavid in the box. If you know, you'll take, uh, Rasmus Anderson in the box if McDavid is in the box as well like that is a perfectly fine uh, trade-off in my opinion. Hockey games move fast but with DraftKings Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NHL you can score faster than anything happening on the ice. This week new customers can bet five bucks and get 200 in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code THPN 
New customers bet just five bucks on the NHL and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. CDKNG.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2024. All rights reserved. All right. Moving on. Dryden Hunt. So Jonathan Huberto has been absolutely killing it over the last uh, pretty much ever since the uh, turn of the calendar, he's almost a point a game. I think he's one point less than a point a game since the beginning of January, which is awesome to see. He's been engaged physically. He's been making those passes without second guessing himself and, and hitting his targets. And he did exactly that. Dryden Hunt coming right down the middle after Jonathan Huberto picked up the puck behind the net, found him through about four other players right on the stick. Hunt had so much time to skate in and pick his spot and just sniped it. And what a goal. What a setup. What a goal. Love it. Um, so that put the Flames up at that point. Four to two. And this is when stuff really started getting off the handle. Um You know, Blake Coleman and Matthias Janmark had a little tussle there after Coleman laid, really laid McDavid out. He took him out and almost laid like a WWE style uh, finishing move on him where he like almost like the rock bottom where he just like picked him up with his, with his arm and slammed him onto the ground. Uh, obviously, everybody on the Oilers got really pissy about that. And then once they got out of the box, they, they fought. Now, I'd call it a draw of a fight, but uh, Janmark went off for, for stitches or for some sort of medical attention, and Coleman uh, didn't. So let's give the edge to Coleman on that one. And he was just awesome to watch in that game. He also had an empty net goal later. But let's talk about this absolutely stellar power play goal from Noah Hannafin, who I believe had three points in this game. So he, including two goals, by the way, but uh, so Connor Zary is one of the smartest players the Flames have had in a really, really long time, uh, defensively and offensively. He's going to be a huge part of the Flames for a long time, and we are going to love him as a fan base. Um, anyways, he was kind of getting draped all over in the offensive zone, and Hannafin just snuck up off the point, and Zari was 
had the wherewithal to kind of shove off a couple of checks and get the puck over the Hannafin for an empty net one-timer goal, which we don't see enough of the on the Flames power play, but it was a really nice goal. And uh, honestly, not much else to talk about in this game. The Flames polish off the Oilers 6-3. to three. The Oilers left their own building frustrated and pissed off having not played, not having played well for the last few games on their schedule ever since they had that almost record breaking um, winning streak is what it is. Can't say I'm too upset about it. And honestly, when it comes to the flames, like a lot of us, myself included, like, I'm not sure if team tank is the right way to put it because, I, you know, technically a tank is like four or five, six years of it, of, of sucking. But I don't think they'll go for that. You know, the ownership will go for that. So team suck this year, whether you're on team suck this year and next year or whatever, beating the Oilers is fun. Beating the Oilers is necessary. We don't want to give them any momentum and we really really don't want to give their fans anything to fucking beak about because they're annoying um and we didn't not this game anyways so with that being done i want to talk about oliver shillington a little bit here so for the last actually let's just talk about the pair of oliver shillington and Braden bahal so these two guys you know, Braden Pahal hasn't played a whole lot of, of NHL games, uh, claimed off waivers, and has been kind of this really steady, ever since we got him, he's been that answer to the Gilbert or Solovyov or or whatever spot, DeSimone spot on the, on the third pair, you know, the sixth defenseman. And he's probably been the best out of all of them, as much as I like Dennis Gilbert. And I think Solovyov and, and Kuznetsov are both going to be good for us in the future. Neither of them are ready. And Pahal has stepped in and been exactly that stopgap we've needed. Plays solid defensively, plays relatively physically, and is just – he doesn't make mistakes. Like I, I can't recall a mistake he's made so far. And he's really helped Shillington too – because Shillington is a high risk player. So having that, you know, Tanev style guy, like Pahal isn't quite Tanev, but having that Tanev style guy who stays back and is solid defensively is really good for Shillington. And I was really worried that when he came back, he was going to kind of go nuts and be really liable defensively because Tanev wasn't going to play with him, right? But Pahal has really helped with that. And Shillington, and I like this is what I really want to talk about with Shillington. He has been so good since he came back, especially after the first three or four games when he finally got back up to speed. This guy, he's in the past really frustrated me with his defensive mistakes his you know he's always been fast enough to get back but he's used to fall over a lot kind of like Mangiapane does but now he's actually going in and 
you know, making some really high quality scoring opportunities for him or somebody else offensively getting back in time to make the defensive play, making good defensive plays and playing relatively physically. It is so good to see, especially with Hannafin and Tanev probably both getting traded here in the next two weeks, man, if Shillington can step up, I really hope Shillington can step up and actually play those minutes. Uh, at least some of them, right? Like he's not going to play Tanev's minutes, right? Pahal will have to do some of that. And you're going to have to lean a lot on Uyghur and Anderson to play a lot more than they're used to, which is already, you know, 24 minutes a night sometimes. Um, but it's been really, really nice to see Shillington stepping up, playing well, and hopefully that continues. Hopefully that continues. Didn't have all that much to say today. Honestly, we are, I, I've got to go soon, but I just wanted to touch on that Oilers game because it was so much fun. I've got to go uh, on vacation here soon, going to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Never been, so it should be fun. Um, I really hope that the Flames can come out even relatively close to as on top as they did with the Lindholm trade with, um, with Hannafin specifically and with Tanev to a lesser degree, because Tanev's not going to get, you know, nearly that many assets in my opinion. I've heard Dallas has been interested um, in Tanev. Hopefully we can pry Maverick Bork out of them i i would absolutely love that because i've had my eyes on that prospect for a long time and i believe he's second or third in ahl scoring 22 year old center maybe not as big as you'd like but he plays the position and is the age that the flames are looking for while trading these players so that's just my hope. Um, as far as Markstrom goes, I'm not sold that he gets traded. I really, really hope he does. Um, I know that Markstrom is playing really well. I know that everybody wants Wolf to have a really good mentor, and and I, I agree with that. Um, I think there might be a couple in free agency coming up that could help with Wolf, but... Uh, Markstrom Markstrom really has one good year and one bad year and one good year and one bad year. And it's not just with the Flames. It happened with the Canucks as well. He's also 34 years old. He's got two years left on his deal after this. He will never have the value that he has now. Brad Tree Living's biggest issue as the Flames general manager in his last four or five years here was asset management. He was absolutely terrible at it. Um, and I just don't want to see, even though Markstrom and Tanev were free agent signings, I don't want to see either of those guys leave for nothing. I don't want to see the Flames in a position where they feel like they have to move picks or prospects in order to get money off the books like they did with Monaghan. 
which is looking like an absolutely terrible, terrible choice at this point. Um, you know, that's that's all in hindsight. Um, but I just think it's doing the flames, the fans, the organization, and the future of the competitive future of the flames a disservice to not trademark him because by the time the team is good enough to be a serious contender, Markstrom is going to literally be retired most likely. And if not, he's most certainly going to be off of this contract and not playing for the flames. Um, so as good as he's been, you're trading him at his absolute peak value. And I, I, if it's not before the trade deadline, which I hope it is, but I doubt it. Um, I hope that they do it in the off season. And as far as Hannafin's concerned, he's as good as gone. I'm, you know, I would put my house down on that as far as Hannafin being traded before the trade deadline. Same with Tanev. So there's going to be lots of action. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be here to cover it. I'm hoping we can get Chris, some uh, some guests over the next couple weeks to talk about anything that happens. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Make sure you check us out on X and Facebook. Um, our X handle is at armchairgm underscore pod. Uh, we've got a Reddit account going. Feel free to message us on there. We're all over the Flames uh, subreddit. Um, yeah. You know, follow us on YouTube, smash the like, all that type of stuff. We're also on Spotify, uh, Apple, uh, uh, all that type of stuff. So thanks for watching. Go Flames, go. Let's get those draft picks let's get those prospects and definitely let's also go for some more sharing govich type of players who are buried in the organization they're in and have some upside and could be a piece for the flames for the long term or even a really good trade piece later in our rebuild slash retool slash whatever you want to call it cheers everybody